This week on the show, we'll talk a little bit about what the history of Black History Month is. As well as talk about my experience as a black Mennonite and sort of what Black History Month means to me. I'm Nathan. And I'm Zach. And this is Mennonites. All right, Zach, now let's get down into the nitty-gritty of this episode. First of all, I want to say, listeners, you're listening, so obviously, obviously you cannot see, but we're in a different environment for this episode. Right. So, because I have a new roommate, yes, as roommate. talked about on last episode, we <laughs> have decided to move to Nathan's room down the hall. Yeah, because uh, my roommate doesn't really frequent the room that often, at least not on a... Saturday night, the night before we're releasing this episode. <laughs> that's dating this a little bit, but that's fine. But yeah, yeah it's, I don't know, it's, it's a little nice to be on my home turf, not gonna lie. Yeah, your room is a little more uh, lit than mine. Ayo, I got Ayo. Christmas lights, it looks good, <laughs> not gonna lie. Me and my roommate are doing a hard revamp over spring break, so. Are you serious? Yes. Yes, wait, oh, are you both staying here? Yeah, well, I'm going to New York, obviously I'm going to New York oh, for yeah, radio yeah. awards. Radio awards. But, for the second half, but the first half, I'm, I was like... I'm already going to be leaving. Why would I go home? Yeah. So the only way I could do it is if I went home and then hopped on the train in Chicago oh. and then wrote, and then met them in New York. And it's not even worth it to go home because it's not like there's any holidays. Right. It's, it's just like I'd go home and sit at home for three days and then come back. So um, a little bit about what this episode is going to be. This is actually the first episode of kind of like, it's not like a series, like two, it's not a two-part series, but it's like, Zach and I were talking a little bit about how we wanted both of these episodes to be about Black History Month, because they're releasing in February, which is Black History Month. So, for this episode, like in the intro said, we're going to talk a little bit about just, Zach has Wikipedia pulled up, we have no, we're not, we're not hiding anything from you guys, relying totally on the internet, he's going to give a little bit of a spiel about what Black History Month is, just the history of it, and then we're going to transition to him talking about kind of like what it means to be a black Mennonite. Right. Um, at some point in there, we're going to talk about uh, the last two weeks of us being comm majors, probably afterwards, yeah. after that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and then we'll do some previewing of the next episode, but that's yeah. sort of what's going to happen in this one. Yep. So, starting with black history... Wait, I'm gonna, here, let's slap this right down. Yeah, we're gonna we're so gonna slide the, we're gonna slide the computer over. Um, right. So, Black History Month served in about, I'm counting here, four different countries. In um, various uh, oh, ways. Observed, yeah. Yeah, observed in four different countries. Uh, that would be Canada, the UK, the US, and as of 2016, the Netherlands. A little late to the game, but that's okay. But in the Netherlands, instead of calling it Black or African American History Month, they call it Black Achievement Month. Interesting. Interesting choice of words. I think I think I like that a little better. I don't know. Well, I don't know if I like it better or not, but it's just a different perspective on it. Right. And I mean, yeah. But essentially, you know... Um, Black History Month, or Black Achievement Month, is essentially uh, to recognize uh, the African diaspora. I think I said that right. Diaspora. Diaspora. Yeah. Yeah, I Which was... Which is the disbursement of people for those who are not at the college level yet. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm at the college level and I didn't know that word, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it says here in the little bit of uh, Wikipedia we're looking up here, it says Black History Month was actually originally a week. It right. was called um, Negro History Week. Negro History Week, and it was supposed to be coincided with the birthday of Abraham Lincoln on February twelfth, and Frederick Douglass on February fourteenth. Valentine's Day, also my grandpa's birthday. Shout out to him. Ayo, real it. Which both which dates are um, black communities had celebrated together since the late eighteenth century. Interesting. So it it like upgraded. They got right. like, they hit like the upgrade button. Yeah. They got a, they got a month. Yeah. Which is really cool. Right. Yeah, so, like, that's the Black History Month history. Do you... 
I'm just gonna be a disclaimer. I'm gonna ask some really stupid questions as just a white person. So, um, um just bear with me here, yes. Zach. Did, uh, did you ever do like any like? Are there any like celebrations that you know of for Black History Month or any like? I don't know, just like get-togethers, or have you not experienced anything like that before? Um, I mean, obviously, Black History Month is a big deal in yeah. the black community, and like people like do stuff like um. Like, in the terms of, like, actual celebration, I mean, like, certain people do stuff. Like, they might get together or something. But, like, mm-hmm. it's more of, like, you kind of just, like, yo, Black History Month is happening. And um, people, like, talk about it more, which is something I'm kind of bummed about, in a sense. Whereas, um... Wait, I'm you're bummed c- about it? That they talk about it more? No, that they hold it to one month. Oh. Yes, and that's that's a thing, like, I... Like, I love that we do Black History Month because we don't talk enough about black history. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it it's it's just sort of world history. And I wish that we would, didn't have to have, like, Black History and Latino History Month. We could just talk about it in terms of history. The whole year. Right. And, like... it, I think it's a little bit of how they have, like, International Women's Day kind yeah. of thing. And then it's like, yesterday was International... This is like, I think this was from, like, a stand-up thing. It was like, yesterday was International Women's Day... So now it's just going back to be International Men's Day for every other day of the year. Right. <laughs> Which is like, it can feel like that, but it's not what it's meant, but I understand right. what you're saying. Right. It, yeah. And no, I'm not bashing Black History Month in any way, shape, or form. It's, it's, it's a great month, and, like, it's, it's an important time, and it's good to, like, recognize these things because the other 10 months of the year, because Latinos get a history month as well. So Correct. yeah. The other 10 months of the year is sort of skewed towards white history, and... Yeah. Especially in uh, Western civilization. Not so much in, like, Asia or something, because, like, I mean... Yeah, obviously. Yeah, right. Just, yeah. For, yeah. For, for reasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> Weird. So, like, it's just... It's it's nice having this, um, you know, having this month. As uh, we're scrolling through Wikipedia, and it does bring up some criticism. Interesting. Yes. Uh, so, they it, it's here it's kind of listening about... Uh, and, and I quote... Uh, Criticisms include questions over whether it is appropriate to confine the celebration of Black History Month to one month, kind of like what Zach said, as opposed to the integration of black history into the mainstream education for the rest of the year, end quote. So, yeah, this, so this is, to clarify, this is from the Black History Month page on Wikipedia. But that that's pretty much echoes exactly what you were saying. Right. And but you're, you're not like... And Black History Month because we uh, should yes. only celebrate... Because, like... And be honest, if we end Black History Month, then they just probably won't talk about it ever. <laughs> I mean... Oh my gosh. Well, I... I it, 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 the way... <laughs> like, I'm, I don't think that we will... That they won't talk about it ever, but it would kind of sort of go back to, like, how... Like, in school, when you learn about black history, you literally learn about... There was slavery. Martin Luther King happened. <laughs> Big gap between those two, but... Yeah. Right. It's sort of like slavery... Abraham Lincoln, Martin Luther King, Obama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's, like, like... It's, like, slavery and then it's civil rights. And you're just, like, wait, what happened to the other, like, yeah. 90, 80, 90, 100 years? Uh, my math is off, but, like... Yeah. There's, like, a good chunk of things that happened in that period of time. Mm-hmm. Like, and it just not talked about. And then, like, you get to the civil rights, and then you're just, like, talk about that. And then, like, 60 years later, Obama! Yeah. And you're, like... What happened the other 60 years here? Yeah. And I, I mean, like, I'm... So, I mean, Black History Month is important because you get to talk about a lot of, like, history. Yeah. And you get to, like, talk about a lot of the other history. And you, like, talk about the Black Panther Party, Martin Luther, 
Yeah, Malcolm X. Yeah. I was trying to say Malcolm X, and I started to say Martin Luther X. Martin Luther X. Oh, boy. Martin Luther Obama X. Oh. Cyborg. Yeah, wow. um, Now, kind of like getting on, we touched on this a little bit about Mennonite, obviously Mennonites, but like, what is being like, what is black, I mean, I guess I first could start off, what does being black mean to you? In the Mennonite sphere, what does being Mennonite mean to you as a black person? Like, however you want to phrase that question, but, like, does it affect... Like, obviously, it affects your identity. Right. Well, um, in terms of Mennonite and being black, I mean, I would say that being black um, affects my... What what am I trying to say? I say being a black Mennonite affects separate things. So, in terms of being, like... Being a Mennonite, being black does not affect how I am as a Mennonite. Mm-hmm. But in terms of like me personally viewing the Mennonite faith and viewing how it is, because to be honest, from what I've seen, Mennonites are actually pretty good at talking about race. I mean, mm-hmm. I would agree, and not and not I know. Oh, this sounds awful, but like some not and not like a forceful way either. Right. Like I know sometimes it can be really like tough when it's, like, blatantly shoved in your face, and that can make some people who are more opposed to, like, change or whatever, they can feel as though, well, right. they're in the wrong. And we, and I feel like that can ma- that can turn a lot of people off, because if you use the blame game, it's like, oh, it's all your fault for the racism and white people or whatever, then that can turn a lot of people off. But I feel like Mennonite Church has done a really good job just kind of, like, being, being inclusive, being right. talk, just having a conversation. Right, and there's, there's that's, that's sort of a thing I struggle with, because I'm just, like, I don't want to be, like, the conversations are going to be tough in a sense because, like, like it's hard to talk about this thing where, like, yeah, are we are feeling oppressed and we're bringing it to you so you can help us try to fix it. But And that's, like, always tough to do because you're, like, trying to find a way to say it without, like, turning people away. And so... Like, attacking people, I don't think, is the answer. Yeah. Even though, it, I honestly, sometimes I feel like that's what happens. Mm-hmm. And, I and like, I understand why people are angry because, like, they're, like, you know, our black people have been, like, like this since the beginning, so, and we're getting tired of it. And, like, I get that, but... And, like, at some point, you know, you're... Like, it's, like, on a, like, on a individual level, an example. Like, if you're... If someone wrongs you and you just let it go enough times, eventually you will say something and it may not come out in a nice way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I understand why this, why that's sort of, like, the anger is there. Yeah. But at the same time, the anger is not going to change. Like Martin Luther King said himself, hate does not drive out hate, only love can. Mm-hmm. And that that quote in of itself is sort of how I try to view like, how to end racism is people, in in the perfect sense, people do not, people are not born racist. We all, like, that, that is an accepted fact mm-hmm. for the majority of people, and it, that is the fact. Yeah. Like, there's no other thing about it. People are not born racist. You are taught racism. Yes. And the only way to end racism is, the only way to change your racist prejudices is to get around people that are not like you, interact with them, and realizes, realize that you're prejudiced prejudices are wrong yeah and so by and by just attacking them and just being like putting almost putting the blame on them is not going to change their prejudice prejudices it's going to putting blame on people other than black people you're saying yes what i'm saying is well i mean okay 
like racism. It's more like white people towards minorities in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Like it's that uh, majority like, versus minority. Right. Yeah. The yeah, majority. Yeah. I'm gonna say majority versus minority. Mm-hmm. It is not at like, least in the, in the U.S. Well, every country has some sort of majority minority. Well, like, I. I I was just because I, I yeah, just immediately, I immediately thought of um, South Africa where it was a white minority but a black majority, but then there was still white towards right. black racism, but it was white people being present to the blacks. Anyways, continue. Sorry. Right, right, but like, in the sense, it's just like, at some so like, when I what I tend to do when I point out racism is I separate the act from the person. I try to separate the act from the person. Interesting. So I'm I realize it is a. You may, in other aspects of your life, you may be a great person that learned a wrong thing, and you're just doing what you're taught. We, we as humans, we all do what we're taught. Yeah. Like, it's just new human nature. The way we're raised. The yeah. way we're raised. Raised. So, human nature, it's not really, in this case, nature and nurture are combined, not separate. Mm-hmm. And so, it's understandable if you're taught that way, that you will act that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the only way to not act that way is to educate yourself with the proper truth. So what I do is I, and the best way I think personally to do that is to separate the person from the act. Mm-hmm. Because once you re- they realize you are not attacking them for it, you are trying to educate them on it, yeah. they are more likely to change. Yeah, instead of saying you are the problem, you blah, 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 it's like, here's this thing that you did wrong, but you can change that. Because overall, I can see that you're not an awful person. Right. And sometimes people do things that they don't tend, they don't intend to hurt someone and it happens. There are times when it happens. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are times when people intentionally do things that hurt people. Mm -hmm. And there are other times where it's not intentional. And the answer is to not attack them. It's to be like, yo, you did that. Like, it's with anything. Like, if your friend wrongs you, you don't go and start yelling at them. You go and be like, yo, there's this thing I'm bothered with. I'm going to talk to you about it, and then we can fix it. Yeah. <clears throat> Not, we don't, you don't go in and just start yelling on them and, you know. Like, so why, so why would we treat it any different with racism? Also, so, yeah, that's my thing. Also, um, Mennonite, how does it tie in with Mennonite faith? Because I kind of went off of the tangent. <laughs> I'll get back to that real quick, and then we can, yeah, sort of to wrap this segment up a little bit. Yeah. But um, in terms of my Mennonite faith and and how it ties in with being black, Mennonites are, are in the U.S., a predominantly white, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Not demographic, but uh, denomination. I think demographic. Well, demographic would have worked. Yeah, demographic within the white, in in the Mennonite denomination, just because, although... Let's clarify, in the U.S. That's why I, because, I said in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, in the U.S. Because yes. the largest, we talked about this before, yes. I think, previous episode, the largest Mennonite population is actually in Africa. Isn't right. Isn't that true? Right. So, worldwide, technically Mennonites are predominantly black, but we aren't <laughs> in other countries, so we're going to stick to what we know. <laughs> exactly. Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> right. So, in the U.S., the Mennonite f- denomination is, pre- is a predominantly white demographic. So, it's, I don't see a lot of people that look like me the majority of the time. Um, there are there are some black Mennonites in leadership roles, so it's not like I don't... Oh, what's that guy's name? Oh, Nelson Okanye or whatever? Oh, I, I forget. I don't know his last name. Are you talking uh, about the president of EMM? Let's look him up. No. Well, no, the guy... He was, he was at... Like, the president of EMM. 
Yeah, continue what you were saying. Yeah. I'm just going to look it up. Well, there's the president of EMM, but I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of... Nelson Okanya. Yeah, right. Yeah, but sorry, what, but what that, were you saying? No, that wasn't the guy I was thinking of. Glenn something. Glenn something. He's like... Oh, um... He was at he was at Orlando for the Meta Knight Network thing. No, not... Uh, not, Leonard, not Leonard Dow. Not Leonard Dow. Well, I mean, Dow. Leonard Dow is... Yeah, like Leonard Dow. He's a great guy, too. Right. Oh, what is it? I'm going to go Beck? to... Glenn Beck? I don't know. Glenn Beck. Who's <laughs> Glenn Beck? Glenn Beck is a white conservative like talk show guy. Oh, I'm. Um, yeah, wait, uh, Mennonite Church USA leader. We're gonna go with leadership because I can't think of the word. No, I don't want it to be capitalized. Leadership. Yeah, I, I didn't sell that right, but I don't. Executive. He, I think he's on the executive board. Let's see if he will ever. Glenn, I oh. Glenn something Goodman or something. Yeah, something like that. Let's see if he's on here. Come on, Glenn. Oh, well, there's Zenobia Sal Bianchi. Yeah, so the point is, the Mennonite Church... Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You you keep talking. Right, so, like, the Mennonite Church is not in terms of... um, It doesn't, like, has no leaders that aren't... We found him. Yeah, Glenn we, Guyton. Glenn Guyton. That's there the guy I was go. thinking of. Chief Operating Officer of Mennonite Church. Yes. So, like, he's... So, the Mennonite Church does not have a lacking in black leadership for someone who is a black Mennonite youth looking... Because, like, it's fine to look up to anyone regardless of race. But, like, if the person doesn't look... Like, like it's slightly different when the person, like, looks like you. Yeah. And I don't mean that in the sense of, oh, like, I can't look up to... Say, Leonardo DiCaprio or Bill Gates. I think it's just a fact. It's just a level of familiarity. Right. It's just like, it's it's good to see someone that looks at least close to you. Like when you look like, oh, like this person is in power and they look like me, and it's good to be able to see that there are people that look like me that can get into that space. And I think that would, and that's sort of ways that we can like. You can get more people into the Mennonite church that are minorities is having more minority leadership. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying don't completely take out white people. That's also not the answer. Like, diversity yeah. is the answer. Yeah. But, yeah, having 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 people that are minorities in minority leadership or in leadership is is important to create the diversity you want. It, it Like, it has to start at the top. It's got to be top down. It can't be... Interesting. Up down up from the bottom up up. just because if you don't have people that look like the people you're trying to attract you're not gonna Mm, get them like yeah that's yeah it's interesting perspective so i mean is that all you want to say do you want to say more that's pretty much what i want to say all right so so now major switch switching gears from forward to backwards because we're going backwards with this one baby no we're not going backwards (sighs) but um who knows? With Zach's editing magic, he may cut out what I'm saying right now and um, move this to the front. Because who knows? Maybe we want to end on this note, or maybe we want to end on the Black History note. I don't know. It depends on what Zach's at ma- magic editing fingers want to do. But right now, we're going to start with the segment this week, or two weeks, past weeks, in communications. Zach and I, as you all know, are both communication majors, and that's why we want to do this podcast, to get in the practice of doing things that involve communication. So we're just going to give a little bit, have a little bit of a conversation about what we did that pertained to our major, kind of. Like, yeah. extracurricular-ish stuff. Well. So I'll start. 
Because okay. since you were talking primarily, just because whatever. Yeah. <laughs> just a little, just a little bit of a different thing. Okay. Um. So, actually, today I board opt for the um basketball game, which is fun. So I stayed up at the radio station for four and a half hours, and I clicked buttons. What does Brad likes to say? Spin buttons and spin, no, yeah, spin, spin, spinning dials and, and clicking. No, wait. No, he says spinning buttons and clicking dials. Like it's, like he says it wrong every time. Every almost, time. Almost every time he says. Oh, that's spinning absurd. buttons and clicking dials. I would be. I would be annoyed if he did that. But I think he does it on purpose. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, I did that. Um, I wrote two articles for the record. Oh, I wrote two articles for the record. My voice was turned away. I was looking at the wall where I have all my record articles pinned up. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's pretty much all I did. What do you, uh... What did I do? What oh. did you do, Zach? Let's see. What did I do extra there? Oh, I wrote one article for the record. Oh, yeah, you did? Yeah, was, I did. Was that your first one? Uh, my second. Second? Yeah. Nice. So, um, he is a staff writer. They ask me to write sports sometimes, so I'm a contributing writer. I don't yes. exactly know what that means, but it's and okay. I think it's it's like you're not like frequently because like I'm te- I, staff writer would be like I'm on staff. How did you get on staff? Is my question. I signed up the first day of college. No one even gave me anything to sign up. It was like it was like something to like they had like tables of like stuff you could be interested in like the first day. Oh yeah. Registration. Oh yeah, I did sign up. They never emailed me. Oh, well, that's a bummer. Yeah, it's okay. I write for them now, so I don't really yeah. care. Yeah, so, like, just just keep doing it. You'll yeah. be a staff writer. Eventually. So, the articles I did, let me look. Um, I did the Global Game Jam oh. article. Okay. And then I did a Black History Month article. Um, article. Article. Dang it, now this really has to be, <laughs> now this really has to be beginning, because I'd be like, I did a Black History Month article, and speaking of Black History Month, uh-huh. and then we can go <laughs> right into the... Oh. I don't know. Or we could just keep it at the end. It'd be yeah. really funny. <laughs> Let's just keep it at the end. Oh, because, I'm be honest, I don't know how I'm going to edit, like... Oh, yeah, because I was swing very... Swing it. I was very, like... Obvious. Broad and obvious and, yeah. You very obviously was like, dang it, we should have put it at the like, beginning. oh, my gosh, Zach, you need to edit this. So I think it's funnier if we keep it in. I, this is just funny because... This is so meta, because now we're talking about how, like, people should laugh at us. Yeah. It's almost like we're talking about, like, if we're off mic. Anyways, I think that's a... Do you want to do anything else? For a com. Oh yeah, com two ninety. How's it going? That's oh, like, that's pretty good. Oh, that's the second like that we have com one ninety, which is intro radio, radio, and then this one is radio operations. Radio operations. Oh, sorry. Wait, Anybody I did do other things on Wednesday night. I called the women's basketball game ah, with fun. Katie Spore. Um, they they unfortunately lost by two at the buzzer, but the guys lost today by a buzzer beater. I that's the second time this year. They t- they had it tied up. Yeah, and freaking Taylor University buzzer beater. Anyways, continue your story. But yeah, you said Com one, Com two ninety. What are you doing? Um, you call the basketball game. You're right, I call the basketball game Wednesday. Um, hi. Uh, what did we do? Oh, we did talk shows. So we attempted to do a movie conspiracy. We didn't attempt. We did a movie conspiracy talk show. <laughs> <laughs> I should not say attempt. That'd be selling ourselves short. Oh, is that what you did today with Ben? No. Oh no. There's that too. No, we. Um, so Ben was f- was filming a commercial for his like. Uh, project for class, and so I helped with that. That wasn't for Com 290. But that was not for Com 290. That was for a different class. Um, but I that was communications, so there's that. Goodness. I feel like we do more communication stuff than we realize sometimes. I know, we're so immersed in it, we don't even know this. <laughs> we're just like, it's just like part of every day. It just is part of our lives. Really. And then you just like, take back and look at it, and you're just like, dang. 
Yeah. It's like, wow, I've done so much. I know. Yeah, calm practice hours are so easy because it's just like, our lives are... Calm. Are calm. <laughs> so, now, this is the part of the show where Larry sings a special song, I mean, um, <laughs> where we plug uh, our, uh, our outlets of, yes. um, lol, freaking social media. You know what's funny? The only way that people would find out about this podcast, like, outside of our friends is from social media. So, like, plugging... I feel like plugging social media is so pointless because, like, if you know about this podcast, you probably know about social media if, like, you're not one of our friends. Like, if you're one of our friends, why haven't, why, why haven't you followed us on social media yet? Like, really? Like, like, like come on. We need them followers. Yeah, we need them followers so, like, your friends can find out about it and then we could like, uh... Create a media empire. Just kidding. We don't care about a media yeah, empire. Media empire. I need practice. I want. To, I want to be a social media uh, manager when I grow up. No, I don't. Want to be. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, thirty years from now, social media is not even going to exist anymore. Yeah. So this new Snapchat update, like it's it's already it's already crumbling. It's yeah, falling apart. It's, it's, oh, that's Snapchat like updates. like this like this this video. If you if you hate the Snapchat new Snapchat update. <laughs> What were they thinking? What were they thinking? What were they thinking? I don't like completely. Know. It's so annoying. It's so bad. It's like, hey, discover you hate discovery, right? Well, I don't know. Let's just make the whole like literally right tab discovery. And I'm right. like, whoa. <laughs> nice. So like you wanted to see you want to see stories of people that you don't directly snap? Well, that's too bad. I don't right. even have the app and I'm angry about it. <laughs> I don't even have the app. It's so I have the app and it's so bad. Oh man. That's Okay. Okay, so we don't have a Snapchat, thank God. Good thing. We we knew it was gonna be bad, that's why we didn't make a Mennonite like Snapchat. Right. Um what do we have? We have Facebook. We have Facebook, follow us on Facebook at Menomikes. Which Twitter. Everyone keeps talking about is gonna die, but yet everyone keeps staying on it. Okay. I thought that Facebook was gonna die too, but like I think it's it's literally been it's better than it ever has because like it's appealing to a larger group of people right than like Snapchat because Snapchat's user base is so tiny like user base is so young right. but Facebook is like like yeah, now it's it's definitely become from like when I was in eighth grade to now eighth grade is such a long time ago but from eighth grade like I remember it's like the hip thing to do right. it's like oh I'm thirteen I can finally mm-hmm. get a Facebook. Facebook but now it's like my dad uses it mm. like you don't use nobody posts on Facebook I don't I don't but I like. Have it, and I look at other Because I used stuff. to think that I was like, oh, Facebook won't survive because it's literally like a, a cluster of everything, all the social medias. Right. And I thought the way to go was just like, take one little thing and then just make that your thing. Like, Instagram is just pictures. Or Snapchat is just instant videos. Or Vine. Or R- Vine is... R.I.P. to Vine. You know, Vine too, <laughs> uh, possibly. Who yeah. knows if that will actually happen. Right. So this has become a discussion about social media. So if you, if you listen this long, kudos to you. Probably yeah. like my mom or something. Shout out to my mom. <laughs> shout out to, shout shout out to, to Mrs. Pauls. Shout out to Mrs. Begley as well. Ayo, real hey. quick. And then, oh. so, are we done plugging, Zach? Facebook Facebook and Twitter. Facebook and Twitter. Um, it's on iTunes. Yeah. That's it. I have a question. Is this Are these episodes going to stay on iTunes even after they die on soybean? Or what's it called? Buzzsprout. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what it's called. This, this shows how much I'm involved in the technical side of this podcast. I literally just like talk and it's actually like, all right, let me just do everything. Although I do social media. But anyways, do you do you know? Because like, I was listening to this I podcast and they were talking about like, you have to have it hosted on a site and to be on iTunes. Right, but it's like on iTunes now. I know, but it's on iTunes only because it's hosted on well, a place. Well, I checked, I checked and it was still up on on iTunes. But it had been deleted. I didn't. I think it had been deleted. It was still on iTunes, though. So I think we're good. I mean, because... And then, if not, you have the Masters... Yeah, I have the Masters, and I can... On your computer, re- so you I can re-upload them if we want to, like, start paying for a subscription for something. Right. Well, I could just re-upload them anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But, anyways. So, now we're going to wrap it up, because that's what we got to do. we got to end this. 
can end this now. <laughs> oh, so, I, Zach, you want to say your goodbye? I'll say goodbye. I'll say goodbye. 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 Thanks for listening. <laughs> All right. God bless. God bless. Oh, yeah. Wait, wait. What was your what was your tagline? I don't even know. This is... Mennonite right. flavor? <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> All right. Sick.